Are we recording? It's good. It's good. We All right, are we recording now? All right, look alive. All right, let me let me see. Let me see what we're doing. Things I couldn't say. <laughs> That's on game. I'll tell the truth. You be reading every single message in the group chat, don't you? You be keeping up. Like, like, like. 80%. I don't read anything. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> he told me that when I was there, he's like, bro, I don't, I don't read. I don't, I, don't read I don't read nothing, bro. Especially in that other group chat. Bro, I don't read nothing. Yeah, I don't really read the other group chat a lot. I'm going to be honest. I don't I read. Bored. Yeah, except when I feel like trolling, I just drop something random and then dish. <laughs> I, like I, I respect that. Definitely the energy to be on. Mm. Dang, it's mm. gonna get dark by the time we. Not the total, I'm gonna change my entire lighting setup by the time we start. Going. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> I'm not going. That's crazy. The fan base is going to be heartbroken, man. Oh, man, for sure. They said 30 <laughs> yeah, they, they gave They've up been waiting on, on Edge for 30 they Wait, did, we, us, did, they, did, did y'all post it that we were doing this? Yeah, I nixed it. It had one okay. like when I checked. Yeah. Because okay. I'm still single, so hopefully <laughs> some... Nah, fuck with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> talking about That's what we like, that's what we like oh, I had on right now. You know, we trying to do my best. <laughs> that's, that's too funny, like man. Mark Comberati. Comberati. So does my joint say sticky note faith? Yeah, does, yeah, bro. bro. It does. It does. I'm in the long joint. <laughs> that boy sticky. Yeah, that boy said we sticky yeah, icky icky. Why, okay. Why hey, you on that Zoom with you on that Zoom with Nia? Amen. Yeah, sticky. Them notes get sticky. Yeah, Miles, you still on those? This dude is wild. Oh, this starts recording. I'm tripping. I know. Super, I, super <laughs> tripping, bro. Super tripping. <laughs> I get got every week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> by, and by every, I mean two. Uh, I can't. I can't remember what Mike said, but last time we recorded, he said something wild, and he was like, "Oh shoot, we're alive!" <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he just lost his job. <laughs> no, because brief, briefly, these joints get uploaded to this like cloud, which is like in the Andrews network. So I have to go in like immediately oh. after and like delete it out. And oh my god, like, yeah, so. Oh, like a, great. Like a you split. sure could be in question. Yeah. Low key, high key. Uh, yeah, so we somebody, good or what's going on right now? I think we're waiting for Houston to come back. Okay, but it's working though. How did? Oh yeah, because he was on sticker. It can go. You can go live now. It's connected. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Good he's not here. He's not coming back. Right, I'm gonna just go live, but I'm just gonna to video it. All right, question number one. Oh, here it comes. Oh, oh, it doesn't. Oh, just smile. Let me see. So, what are we gonna do uh, about audience engagement? Are we gonna 
respond to what people are saying, or we could do like a uh, maybe a Q and A or something. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, does uh, the recording completely upload, or just when we start living? Um, it's like it's the recording afterwards upload. So I wait for it to upload, and then I I move it so out. Stop the record and restart. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean it's already it's it's not a, it's not gonna be a problem. I just said it's the not. Right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be on there yet. <laughs> All right, Hugh, oh, okay. listen back. All right, let's see if this joint, if this joint works. I don't know. It it worked pretty easily last time, so mm-hmm. it, was, it yeah, did seem it super simple. Mad yeah. people are doing it now. Uh, I'm pretty sure Facebook uploads the entire recording. By the way, but. Yeah, but last time we didn't Yo, what go. Else, we didn't. We didn't Almost go live. Good, we didn't oh, go live is until in here? the second. That boy, that, that boy took a break from two K. How how did V Bucks treat you, man? <laughs> sure, if you don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, wait, was I mute? Was I muted just now? Could y'all hear? Could y'all hear? No, nah. nah, we couldn't. Nah, we couldn't. It's for the best. It's for the best. It's for the best. I said, come, 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 um, one v one me, Jordan, and my mic court. Shut your dirty stuff, boy. You got I it, man. I just got out the shower, Green Giant. Ooh. You ain't shower nothing, boy. Green Giant? Yo, I'm fresh. No kind. Fresh out of what? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, the joke. What? Oh, okay. oh Green Giant? Jermaine has a girlfriend, by the way, and he's really happy. Yeah. He's a very happy. Oh, world? Oh, that's so sad. That's dope, oh, man. Okay, Jermaine. Okay, Jermaine. Yeah. Yep. Canadian. Yeah. She has a full job. So she got the health insurance. That's a good one. I'm about to risk it all for some of these online dating chicks. I'm getting bored. Risk it all. Logan, is not committal to any woman. About to cast that STD. Risk it all. Oh my. Wow. You talking chlamydia? My boy talking about that. I was thinking about a social distancing walk, but I guess my boy talking about that burn, burn though. He's a Sex, dude. Missouri, Missouri does border Oklahoma. You get yourself a little Tiger Queen, just right across the little border. Yeah, boy. You can experiment with like bestiality if you want to. All right. Too much. Are we live? That was a step too far. Record it. We Bro, that got oh real dark, bro. Gosh. Bro, uh, Dude, this shit, are we live right now? <laughs> that was too late. That was too late, bro. That was uh, that's crazy. Wow. Dude, was, David John tells me he's been doing with the mooses hanging up there, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I tried to make that, that same joke in the other group chat, and they were not having it. I, I was Because really it's cool. weird. <laughs> but, like, it was funny to me, man. I was expecting, like, some laughs and emojis. Like, they were just like, nah, man. Like, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna 
Boy got joke PTSD. For real, man. I am I am always curious if like when people wear their beanies like that, like is it is it to keep your head warm predominantly or is it mostly for for fashion? For fashion, for fashion. It's definitely fashion. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's definitely to keep your head warm. No, it's not. If anything, I'll go like this. Get my I ears. Find a hat to wear. It's definitely for fashion. I see. I see. I'm going to try something different. If this don't work, then... Yeah, yeah I'll see you tomorrow. You on, on Periscope? <laughs> nah. I mean, I, guess, use my- I, I never even used Periscope, to be honest. Yeah, we can gotta, use my OnlyFans uh, and we can do, do the whole thing. His, his live that sounds jasmine. like a great idea, Logan. Because <laughs> I mean, we we could we could also do YouTube, but I don't I don't really know how YouTube streaming really works. Probably no engagement, really. Probably <laughs> zero people, three views. Me, That's my crazy. mom, and my dad. It's just not working right now. We could also just like week. Facetime as friends, you know, just to catch up. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We we're for the clout, man. We can do that in the chat. Right. Hey, man, I like clout. You feel me? I'm single. You heard? So clout. I don't think you're gonna end up with a girlfriend because of this Zoom, Logan. But... I know you you trying to speak from your experience, but how <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh wow! Jesus, oh, man. <laughs> Okay, we'll see. And I'm wow. to no, we, we need to bring Gabe Morales on here for a 1v1 versus Jordan for that comedy. <laughs> 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 yeah, no man. I'm sorry, man. This dude That's Gabe Gabe Hart. <laughs> hot, I, look, 2020's <laughs> motto is hop off the meat. Just stay off. <laughs> Get on. Don't board. Don't ride, don't commute, stay off of it. Oh, bro, but some <laughs> niggas like the meat, bro. They like it, bro. Mine. <laughs> gotta give cats what they like, bro. Some people get the security from being on the meat. Oh, my. Bro, Houston's like, man, the Calzone podcast went real smooth. Fuck this. <laughs> That's <laughs> a fact, bro. Yo, yo, Hughes, how did that go, bro? Oh, we here. Let's go. Oh. Oh, let's go. All right, right everybody right. straight straighten oh, up, straighten up. Hold on, let me uh Lord is good. Okay. Yeah, uh, sit up. Give me a second. Should we I mean, like start off with like up. opening prayer though? Wash your mouth yeah. off. <laughs> we don't opening. pray right, here. Stop, stop, stop. Yo, pray for us, David. <laughs> nah, chill. <laughs> Wash your mouth off. Oh. <laughs> David, that that deer is so distracting, bro. It is. <laughs> Right, hold on, let me. Uh, yeah, nah, it's great. <laughs> that joint's a great. You want me to go near mine? <laughs> it's just so violent. <laughs> right by that fire place. Oh, you you got some deer in your house, Logan? Yeah, like uh, three of them. <laughs> Yo, we could all be like Oakwood and sing, bro. <laughs> Everybody's like, it was live. We should talk about no, we should talk about that. There's literally no way for that thing to be up. How were y'all deceived? I'm not trying to clown y'all for real, for real. But how I didn't think it was live. I, I, I wasn't were- I wasn't deceived, bro. I didn't think it was yeah. live. Come on. I mean I thought they were either way though, this the joint is is ill. It don't matter. Oh, yeah, it's, it's super it's ill. Oh, it's I'm sorry, idea. man. I'm gonna speak I'm gonna speak, speak from the I'm gonna speak from the head top. 
I thought they at least recorded this joint separately and then combined it. If you're telling me they're just mouthing it and then there's a Spotify track playing in the background, that's whack sauce. I'm sorry. It's whack. It's a great name. I mean, mean, they're lip syncing. I mean, it is. is I'm sorry. It ain't the same. Nah, who said that? The director sold it for me, man. Why why was he directing? All right, we, we're we, back to go we viral. Are, just, just so y'all know, we, we are smiling. Oh, we're live? So it's <laughs> we live. No, no, no. I'm, I'm giving Oakwood that smoke Yo, right now. No, he's creating great okay. content. It's great content. It's amazing. It's, wait, I it's love acting. It's acting. It's phenomenal. It, it is acting. Nah. It's acting. I, I'm all set. I'm sorry. Loved it. Journey is real. Houston and Miles, y'all going to defend Oakwood or is it just me? Absolutely. I live here for one year, bro. You feel me? So I was like, it's my place. Yo, that was a smooth on, idea. The whole nation is on quarantine and Oakland's still on the map and going viral. Yo, yeah, I give him his prop. Exactly. Here for it. That's Here for it. That's fact. That for that Sunday church service, the BT. <laughs> right. <laughs> the shade room was like, they're taking us to church. Amen. Okay, my That's question awesome. is, does the shade room or BT know how they did it exactly? I don't think it matters. <laughs> I mean, I it, it, it really doesn't matter. It's a simple creative, Jordan is creative idea. I'm just saying, like, I was, I was just live, I, like <laughs> I wanted to believe it because I'm like, yo, if they did it the way I thought they Can't did believe then it, that's and then when I found out the truth, I wasn't as impressed, honestly. Wait, Miles, my, my, what are your thoughts, bro? I think it was smooth. I think the fact that they had the idea to put something on like that during a quarantine, Amazing. I think that's dope. And it's the fact dope. that they were able to chop it together like that and all lip sync at the same time, come on, that takes talent. And no one's so Wi Fi cut out, come on. I mean, it wasn't about the Wi-Fi. Again, this this was hap- this happened offline, so we didn't need Wi-Fi oh, to cut bro, it or they asked for it to happen. What are you talking about? It was our day. People are deceived. They needed <laughs> Wi-Fi to record it. No, they didn't. They oh, didn't they need Wi-Fi to record videos, it. And they you just, just send in your videos. Video. I mean, I guess you need Wi-Fi to send it, but like you, they weren't like <laughs> live. I had to have Wi-Fi to watch but. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the joint was ill, bro. No, it was super sick. It was super sick. I'm not hating. It was cold, It was cold. Why, I mean, why, why don't we start there? I mean, that's a good topic. Let's talk about live stream services. I mean, there, oh, like, dude, there, there have been a lot of services out there. Shout, shout out to my pops, the one man show. Holding down the fort, bro. He had that fire in his bones. Yeah, he does, bro. <laughs> and he, he out here. Yeah, he does. He got he got smoked for Trump too. We can talk about that. Love that. Nah. But um, from pre-record to actual live. Like what are what are some maybe what are some good examples? Like what are some good church streams you've seen? What what's yeah, some church. creative stuff? We were just talking about the Oakwood one. In my opinion, <laughs> as it comes to live stuff, I'd say on the Adventist level, you know, a lot of Sunday churches and stuff, elevation or whatever, they've been doing that mm-hmm. online crap yeah. for a long time. But as far as I guess within our scope, what are some great things you've seen and then what are some like cringy things you've seen? Yo, so I gotta say, right off the bat, gotta say, gotta give my boy Garrison big props. I'm gonna toot this horn a little bit because the, his idea, the idea that CPC is doing to pre record the service, edit everything together, but then live stream the recording, genius. Yeah. Genius. 
because it takes Garrett's less pressure off like the in the was moment live, execution <laughs> and then you just go, through, go straight through nah, with, the, with the edited it's fixed uh-huh. properly garrison's able to make those edits that he makes a black i remember the the, the little thing he did with the standard wheel and the sermon gotta go back cut that up <laughs> make it to me retro was mad funny so i definitely give you props for that for sure no i appreciate that that's love that's love are you how much how much of a role did you play in like the production and editing of the videos? I know you've got so, some. Yeah. <laughs> so like I do like a Friday night, like Vespers kind of thought that I send out mostly to my members. It goes on our channels, but it's mostly viewed by our members. And then we do like a Sabbath thing where there's a pre-recorded sermon and I edit that and send that in. But we have somebody, his name is Andy Russell. He's our media director for our church. Uh, community mm. praise church and he basically puts everything together so our music director records some pieces on the piano with his wife she sings they do like a little worship thing they send they record that and send it in andy um edits it all together with like a front end and back end intro outro kind of thing it just kind of puts the package together um and he does it very very well very seamlessly it's incredible and i think that's honestly the way to go. I mean, I'm not really here. I don't have a whole lot of smoke for for like people who are live streaming. I think there is not everybody has access to the skills it takes to edit or the personnel or even the hardware it takes to put out a high quality video. There are some people who all you have is your phone or your laptop and you can just hit live on Facebook and go. And so I'm not going to knock that whatsoever. But I will say, you know, I think some of this there is an opportunity here for pastors to like actually like sabbath for a change like you can't yeah. sabbath normally like you have to be at church from sun up to sundown you got to go to this thing after that thing after that thing you don't have if you're like most pastors you're still sermon prepping at least a little bit on friday night so like you don't get a sabbath and and now we have this opportunity to pre-record services to you know open up your camera record the video send it in honestly a lot of people don't know it's live. I, I'm probably letting the cat out of the bag for some people right now. But yeah, some people don't even know that it's not live. They think it's live. They don't know it's pre-recorded. Do that and you save yourself some time and you get to have a Sabbath for a chance. Now, were you, were you doing that Friday night thing before this started or did you just start it? No, so like there is an idea to do it. I actually think one of the old pastors of the church, Pastor Henry Wright, I think he used to send out like a blog maybe on Friday night. So I think they're kind of mm-hmm. like they had that and it hadn't happened for a few years. So when I got here as the associate pastor, they were like, hey, consider doing this thing. And I just never had really the time or the energy to do it. So I just started once like we stopped having church as a way to kind of like bring people together. Because I mean, honestly, what so many people are missing is that lobby time it's that community it's that ability to connect with each other so while it's just me talking i'm able to kind of share a little bit about what's happening in the life of the church or like this week i'm doing a thankfulness like devotional thought where i'm saying like we're thankful for all of our media people all of our sabbath school teachers all of our youth people all our children people and like kind of naming people and what they're doing and it kind of gives this opportunity to bring the congregation together in a way that we don't normally get, you know, in this whole pandemic thing. So, Dope. yeah. So for any UCPC members, uh, it's all pre-recorded. If you were checked before, <laughs> the jig uh, is up. The jig is up. The I'm, jig I'm, is up. I'm going to be keeping track of the comments. We we do get we do have a comment shout out from Gabriel Morales. He's a show favorite. 
I, I wonder if Leslie uh, Jordan Smart has any words, but he says Garrison bringing the truth about Sabbath and pre-recording is the way to go. Um, the move. Yeah. That's my dog, Gabe. Man, I love Gabe. You know, man. Jo- that's, Jordan, that's any guy. any any words? Yeah. Any, any any response? Uh, Gabe, you're my dog, but next time I see you on site for sure. <laughs> I'm coming at your head top. Yo, bro, but, Nick, how has that been for you guys at Andrews with your Friday night and Saturday, I guess, program? Sure. Yeah, it's 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 been interesting. So I spoke for our our last last this past Friday's Vespers, and yeah. so and I'm letting the cat out the bag a little bit for ours, but we great had word to, by the way. Praise God. Thank you. Appreciate that, bro. Um, so we actually record on Wednesday mornings. Um, so it was, so oh, wow. it was a really, it was an interesting experience. So I, I showed up Wednesday morning at uh, 10 AM and um, you know, they, they weren't quite fully ready to do like the music and stuff yet. So what they basically said was, yo, do you mind if we record you first? And I was like, Okay, I guess. So it so just the awkwardness of like walking in off the street at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday and thinking through in your head, I'm actually have to be I'm speaking as if it's Friday night. And I'm also speaking as if I just heard a worship set. And yeah, so like so like I so like I did that <laughs> prayer at the beginning um of my talk <clears throat> without any music because they weren't able to play the music and stuff yet. And they were finally kind of ready and set up by the end part. So when I did do my prayer at the end, um, Andre was able to play some on the keys. So it felt like a little bit normal finally at that point. But it's also just being in like a pretty much empty studio and, yeah. and just like trying to, you know, continue to stay engaging and that kind of a thing. Uh, it was really weird. But I, but I think I agree with Garrison. I think pre-record is the way to go. Um, it's also the, a great way to keep it concise because Joe Amaya, shout out to Joe. He's doing our post-production. Kyle Smith is really kind of like producing it. And so he, he's been helping to put everything together, keeping everybody on, on schedule and stuff. And he's done a really good job of it. Of course, our chaplains, Jose and, and Danielle, um, have been holding it down. So it was it was definitely awkward. It was weird. Like when I was done, it was one of those things where it's like you don't really know exactly how you did. You just know that you got out the material, and it's mm-hmm. like you know you don't have anything to go by other than like you know the cameraman and a couple people. Yeah, right. that was cool. All right, we gotta get to the music right, 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 right. next. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like all right, that could have been trash, whatever. And so <laughs> it's like it's like this awkward feeling hey. of waiting like a couple of days to get some sort of feedback. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think we've been getting some good engagement and we've been having some conversations and we're hoping that even when we return to in-person, um, you know, in-person, you know, gatherings and stuff that we could do more online because we, we kind of <laughs> lag behind on that on campus. And, and it's yeah. something that I hope we continue for sure. I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how, you know, how churches were able to adapt for during COVID interested to see how that's going to transfer into once everything goes back to normal. Man, Jordan, you, you're bringing up a very great point. I feel like the experience that I've had um, as a chaplain in comparison to um, being a pastor at a church that is planted in a location where everyone is going to every Saturday versus students 
who are traveling um, often like several hours to stay at this campus, I feel like it's a little difficult for us to figure out what spiritual void do we feel like we need to fill for these students that are back home? Because a lot of them are probably going to be connected with what like Garrison's providing, like their home church that is in their home state. And a lot of them are, right. they live in Portland, Seattle, uh, SoCal. So there are a lot of like, those like big Adventist churches that are probably putting on some type of production. And uh, when we have our Vesper program or we do things on Wednesday night, a bunch of other corporate worship styles, you know, we might get like 40, 50, 60 people tuning in, maybe like a high is like 80. But then when you compare it to uh, a Vesper's program on under normal circumstances, there's like eight, nine, sometimes a thousand students in that sanctuary. So it's like, yeah. what I, uh, I'm trying to like, struggle like what what are we providing to them that they need because we can't compete we've been doing a live stream and in some ways it's like I don't know man we we can't compete with like the Stephen Furtick's and the and the TD Jakes who's like this is what they do so like yeah bro I have no idea we're we're it's almost like an identity crisis for our office in a sense of like hmm. yeah no I hear that I hear that. And honestly, I've had to kind of change my tone, though, on this. Like, I remember when we first started, like, talking about, okay, we're going to, you know, cancel services for, you know, who indefinitely. I was kind of of the mind that, like, okay, we can't compete with Furtick. We can't compete with Jake's. We can't compete with even some, like, larger Adventist churches. It's not like we're going to be unique in the you know, worship quality we provide. We're not going to be the best. We're not going to out, you know, outperform Oakwood. You know what I mean? Like, so we might as well kind of just like, yo, go listen to them. But what I'm realizing is that there is something to your contextualized voice. Like there is something to your face. There is literally something to you as a person who has some connection to the student or to the member that is unique. No one else can, I mean, like, like they can preach circles around me, but they'd never be able to talk the way that I can talk to my members yeah. because we have a, a personal relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and like I said, like I've had to kind of change my thinking and my tone on it because I see how even, you know, I might be presenting something very, you know, simple, like, yo, go pray more, right? Like that's the idea. But something about it connects on a deeper level because they don't miss worshiping with jake's or they don't miss worshiping with howard john wesley they Mm -hmm. miss worshiping in their community of faith and i'm a part of that so there you know so there's something to be said about like i know that it might seem like i can't compete but the reality is they they really just can't compete with you like they can't compete Mm -hmm. with what you provide because it's a personal thing yeah yeah we've been um like looking at our church model as a whole because where I'm in Berkeley and there's maybe like on a really good week, we'll get 50 people. Um, and anywhere from some weeks where we'll, we'll be 11, 15, or there's like five of us and we're like, Oh, I guess we, I guess we're going to start right now. And so yeah. we've actually been thinking, cause we do a Friday night, we do a Sabbath morning. Um, and sometimes we do a Sabbath school as well. We're like, you know, we've been thinking about how can we do less and more at the same time, less actual services, but more 
content, more people. Because I think people kind of get burnt out on showing up to all these different things all the time when it's a small church. So I've been kind of starting to think about that too because it's like on a Zoom meeting when we do a live church, we're all the same size screen. You know, the pastor's not the biggest box anymore. Um, They don't have to do it. So it kind of equalizes us a little bit. And I kind of like that because I could say, all right, so we've been in COVID for like a few weeks now, but it's going to be to we're going to be like comfortable in COVID. So Mm -hmm. what's this going to look like where we can kind of say, do something on our computer that we enjoy and then say, let's do it again. Let's do it in Mm -hmm. June, in July, and actually like have the, the settings where we're like, small groups maybe uh, more willing to answer questions because like i keep saying and i said it last time we're gonna have to start solving some community problems here soon and what better to do that when we're all on the same size you know frame of mind in a group in a time to discuss and i don't know i think we can maybe on our church kind of pull away from that some new things that allow us to worship better together and actually solve more problems through worship rather than just like listening to me ramble about you know twitter or whatever i talk about in sermons but yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i was gonna say um i think one thing that is kind of a plus out of all of this is that it's forcing churches to catch up with like technology um you know because it's forcing (laughs) churches to get into kind of like an uncomfortable space um that most of them have never been in before and i think this is going to be like extremely imperative for you know churches moving forward and to your question uh jordan on kind of what would it look like adapting back to like, I guess, a level of normalcy? Mm-hmm. I know I've been talking to a couple of pastor friends and they kind of all been saying the same thing. But the interesting thing is, is that like, although my church and I know some of my friends' churches, we've been hosting services, you know, our prayer meeting online, Sabbath uh, online. Um, we've actually had more engagement for a prayer meeting than we do when it's actual like normalcy. So like we have over a hundred people tuning into prayer meeting but we only have about 40 people to actually show up for prayer meeting, mm. you know? Um, and so trying to figure out when we kind of return to like a sense of normalcy, like what would that look like for us so that we don't lose the momentum in our technology and just fall back to what we always kind of been doing. Right. So that's right. kind of been like a question that we kind of been posing for ourselves. And then from a speaking standpoint, it's been interesting. I don't know about you guys who spoke like via zoom and uh, you know, pre-recorded but it's different speaking when you do not speak in the folk yeah <laughs> like <laughs> when you yeah, don't have sure. people like clapping when you don't have people like you know you have an amen corner or nothing people like yeah you just have <laughs> yeah, to cause you're, cause go you're preaching in. in your sanctuary right tell, tell us yeah. about that yeah yeah we're yeah. preaching in an empty sanctuary like that joint yeah. is empty me too but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh this joint is completely empty so it's a different experience because my church is a phenomenal church and it's a phenomenal preaching church. You know, they talk yeah. back to you. I mean, you read the text and they already talking back to you, you know? <laughs> and so to go from that to completely silent. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You know, you know. Like, can I get an amen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nah. Uh, okay. Uh, what's crazy is, is that like, one, I think it's taught me that well, you shouldn't rely on the congregation so much and really should you just rely on the content of your word. Mm. And then yeah. the interesting thing is, is that the church is still with you. They're just via the other side of the computer. You're but right. like, they're in the comments like going off, you know what I mean? Right, right, About right, like what right. you're preaching. And so kind of like all the ad-libs that you would do 
if they were like actually in front of you, you kind of still do because they're still kind of like engaged on the other side of the screen. So that's kind of been like a super interesting experience, but it's been a cool one though. It's been a cool one. It's definitely, all of this has been like a learning experience. I think for everyone, for me, our entire pastoral staff, and then also the congregation as well. So, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. A lot of good perspectives. I want to bring in a couple comments from uh, the comments on FB. Again, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we're going to try to pull a lot more of these in. Um, maybe as we close this topic, one thing that Mark, shout out to Mark, uh, he was talking about what are our thoughts on program length now that it's pre-recorded web only, or even for like a live, um, you know, online service, how has that affected the length of services? Um, one thing Bill Cork mentioned here is he was talking about, um, I think he was responsible to what you were talking about, Adrian. He was basically saying how uh, we don't need to compete, but show that yeah. we're there and that it's a place where you can connect to your scattered university community. And so just thinking through the different ways that you can do that. Um, and another thing that Tiago's talking about, and maybe we could channel in here as well, Tiago Arias, what's up, bro? Good to see you joining us. Um, he, he talked about if there's a sense of competition, because you have a lot of different streams that are out there right now, uh, would not that sense co-appear with the possibility that our worship experience is merely content or preaching driven instead of community driven? So how do we continue to engender community with the limitations of a of a online service? Because being, I mean, honestly speaking, even if you're pre-recording, you know, you pretty much have like some, you know, some announcements, community life, music, and a word, maybe a prayer. Um, yeah. There's just not that much you can do. Definitely not in a, in a pre-record. And then even in a live, it just seems awkward maybe to do some of those things without any people there. So. I know I threw a lot out there, but if y'all want to react to any pieces of that. I think, Virtual small group. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, one of the things that we did, we realized that we had to reassess what um, uh, a successful worship experience looks like. Um, one of the things that we had to do was a lot of the small groups that we had on our campus, we changed that virtually. Um, and we use like Microsoft Teams or we use Zoom so that there's still some way for people to um, have some kind of community there without having to be in person. So that that was one way that we were like, okay, this can do well. Um, we also did like some Instagram challenges with our student association that I that have actually gone relatively well. Um, but those are just like two things. Um, I know Garrison was about to jump in, but just an idea of things we can do virtually. No, that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. I mean, you know, like everybody's talking about Zoom and stuff. And I mean, it kind of becomes a little cliched after a while, but I actually mm -hmm. think Zoom is very valuable. I mean, at the end of the day, it allows you to kind of be in some way kind of face to face with people and kind of have a closed community if you protect it. Of course, like some people are getting Zoom bombed, but that's a totally different conversation. I mean, with this though, with this question, I think Mark talks about length or asked about length. And I think it's really helping us to realize how much of our service is like filler. traditional filler. Like we just yeah. feel like, I mean, I get that you gotta have your evangelism offering. I get you gotta, you know, collect the ties. I get that you gotta have at least a little bit of an announcement period. I get the, I get the functionality of it. But when you're it, like, now that we're kind of stripped down to the bare minimum of, of what's necessary only, it's yeah. an hour 
like what an hour long service. And I mean, and I think kind of getting back to the point of like the preaching element, like there is this, there is something to be said about like how society, I was reading an article and I can't even remember who wrote it about how society has moved beyond like the place where you go to church, because that's the only place where you might encounter good sound biblical information. Now that we live in the age of information where I could probably Google your 2300 day prophecy timeline and get a clearer picture in about 15 minutes than it would be for you to explain it in two hours or let alone like an eight week, you know, evangelistic series. Like Mm -hmm. now that we live in a time where information is so readily accessible, one issue is that people don't avail themselves of because it's at a lower, you know, premium. But the second thing is that like, you have to change the way you think about church. It can't just be like, oh, I'm going to preach to you because you need to come get this word. I can probably get a word from anywhere, one. And, and two, that's probably not what people are starving for. They're probably primarily starving for authentic community. And so finding ways to create that is very important. I actually learned this this past weekend when on my little pre-recorded sermon, I was preaching my heart out. And people were in the comments, like, catching up. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, hey, well, that's like, mad disrespect. Like, I put a lot of work into this word. But at the end of the day, like, they, they probably got that as well. But what they really wanted was that community. Like, that's what they, that's probably the thing they were really starving for all week. Like, the, the word is, like, cool. But, like, I really want to talk to somebody that knows me and that I know. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But that's real because they probably pre- like talking when you preaching anyway. So that's good. Miles, I think you had a question you wanted to bring in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I wrote it down because I'm gonna forget it. Um, okay, so what real, is real like, what do you guys think? Okay. I'll, I'll be trying. You know, um, <laughs> what is the lack of being able to worship together in a typical way? What does that say about our way of Sabbath keeping? Like, what would you guys say about that? Man, that's that's really good. I, I'm I'm the non-minister, so I'll start. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that I think as Adventists, particularly since you know it, it's in our name, we're Seventh Day Adventists, and we go to church on Saturday. A large part of our identity is built up into showing up at a building on a Saturday, you know, and you know, spending a couple hours or if you were a pastor's kid like me spending all day, you know, in the church. And I think for pastors and members alike, at some level, if people are honest with themselves, it's it's very burdensome. Definitely for pastors and their families. Um, Sabbaths were not necessarily a fun day for me. It was that, oh, okay, we got to be there earlier than everybody else and we got to leave later than everybody else. And I'm trying to go home and chill or something, you know what I mean? So I think that um, the fact that we don't really know what to do with time to rest on the, on the day of rest as a Sabbath keeping people should really help us understand a bit deeper um, what is it that we've missed all along in our busyness and our structure and our liturgy not throwing all those things out, those things have their place and value, but uh, having made those things the only things has maybe hindered our ability to step into this moment now. Just to, oh, just a, to jump off a, uh, a little bit of what you've been saying, Mike, it's just super interesting how 
you know, being stuck in the house has really had me reconsider what it means to keep the Sabbath, what it means to rest, what I do at that time, you know, without being able to go into a building like what you were saying. We, 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 we have a lot of we have a lot of room to figure out, OK, what else can I fill my Sabbath with? Remember, a lot of times David would call me and then he and I would just be going back and forth, struggling to figure out, yo, what can we do on Sabbath? Because we're just so used to going to a building, going to it's park, rough, man. and going to sleep. I was watching a lot of nature documentaries last week, you know, that and just sleeping, like during the daytime hours just to pass the time away. And um, yeah. it's crazy because, I mean, before coronavirus, it was like you go to church, that's like three, four hours, and you go to potluck, that's like two hours with your friends you know you're hanging out time goes by it's like now i'm like i'm, at, I'm in my house for the whole day you know you see, now i gotta make time to like facetime my friends i feel even more more inclined to facetime my friends you know just to have that connection you know because it could be a little bit uh, harder for me uh to like to keep the sabbath you know when you're by yourself you know with without that um that that regular schedule you know uh so mm. far i've been doing great yeah. you know um but going on walks more exercising but yeah for sure it's got to uh, just spend that time, you know? Yeah. definitely. Yeah, I definitely do think, like, this is a perfect opportunity, I think, for everyone to kind of, like, reassess what it means to keep the Sabbath yeah. and what yeah. it actually, like, means to, like, go to church. Um, because I think we've, over time, denoted church to be that of a building uh, mm -hmm. when it's actually not. You know, like, we can look all the way back to the first century church. They weren't buying church buildings. They were meeting yeah. within homes, you know what I mean? They were meeting over dinner tables. They were having mm -hmm. house church. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think it's, I just think it's really interesting because I think now it's, it's kind of almost time, I think, for us to like refocus, you know, refocus our attention away from the building, but refocus our attention more on God and more importantly, kind of like fellowship as believers. Um, so, yeah. I like Man, that. super good. You remember that uh, we heard that story about, I think it was that pastor who got arrested um, because he had church yeah. on that Sunday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I feel like, not I it. Feel like hearing that, it, it shows the, uh, almost as if like an identity crisis within Christianity right now, where it's like, mm. I don't know who I am or what I'm supposed to be doing what I should be providing to my members if we are not inside this structured building for an hour and a half. Because when you remove that, you're like, who, like, who am I? You know, like that person who, who attached so much of their identity to their job and then they lose their job and they're like, I don't know who I am anymore. And that I think for an hour and a half, because when you remove that, you're like, who, like who? some feedback from somewhere. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that, uh, that is kind of, you know, when, when I think about what Jordan and David are saying, like, I don't know what to do with my time anymore when I'm not with my, with my friends inside this building. And like what Houston's saying, like, there, there is a level of refocusing that we have to do where we have to kind of ask ourselves, all right, who are we when we can't? follow this traditional protocol of meeting yeah. inside a, a facility. Super good. Very That's good. good. That's good. So I'm going to, well, real quick, there's a couple comments in Facebook. Um, my boy, Pastor Chris Don, Josiah, shout out. He said he needs that hat, Houston. 
So oh, <laughs> you, were, you were getting some smoke before we went live, so you know, it's, it's hands, so you know what I mean. I'll be telling y'all on it. Definitely tough. It's definitely tough. Put me off. Put me off, Pastor. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> it's called the Guren Bros. Guren Bros. Wow. Okay. Okay, wow. I see you on your Texas wave, bro. All right, dude. Hey, got the stimulus right, not even ready. Yeah, I mean, bro, bro, where the boots at? Where the boots at, bro? You oh, I got him right over here. Hey, he he does. Let's see. Uh, Pull him okay. up. Okay, might as well. Might as well. Get you a nice style here. He got the worst side of the bag. That boy in the Yo, so I want to pivot. Okay. Shout out to the Seventh Day Adventist Church for Holy Ghost. Right here. He gonna drop the promo code in the, in the chat. Okay. <laughs> the the Somebody promo code. Peter. Boy, he's on that old side road. Downtown Fort Worth. Got that in the stockyards. He's still going. He's still going. That's what's up. Yo, so I, I want to pivot us. We're going to come back to a church-related topic towards the end, but I want to pivot us to um, another one that's a bit off topic. Um, David maybe touched on it a little bit uh, in regards to dealing with this pandemic when you're, you know, maybe when you're alone, when you're not in a relationship, that kind of a thing. And so maybe I will start with you, David. Uh, you know, I know Logan can chime in as well. I don't know, I don't know why you're laughing, bro. <laughs> But no, this is this is a serious question, a serious topic. Um, like when you're in a space where I mean, perhaps like you're in a in a season where you know maybe you're trying to date or whatever the case may be, or you're okay. trying to meet people, you're trying to stay connected, you're trying to get that community. Yeah. But we all <laughs> season, but you know, but we're, everybody's locked down. You feel me? So what does that look like in this type of a environment? Like how do you how do you wrestle with that? How do you cope with that? Um. I think that for me, uh, like my type of personality, I only have a few friends, you know? So even when I'm here in Rochester, uh, you know, I'm not that outgoing, you yeah. know, like it's very close, uh, close knit. Um, and my thing is now like, um, I'm in the house all day and beforehand I was really content on just not having a lot of friends and not um, being um, outgoing and not um, making uh, effort to communicate or to FaceTime people. But now I feel like because I'm not even having my normal amount of uh, communication with my friends, I feel like now, like, man, like, I really need that. You know, like, I need, a, I need a hit of Jordan. I need a hit of the group chat. I need to spend time, you know, because I'm going a little bit insane, you know. Um, uh, why you ain't hit so, me up, bro? So, it, <laughs> yeah, um, definitely got to that Love you, Jordan. Love you, for sure, man. Um, it's been taking a toll, you know. I'm single, and that's fine. Um, I feel like um, I'm also learning okay. to be uh, just uh, content and just uh, love you myself where I am. Hmm? I said you came in here with the mission, so. Oh, true for sure, for sure. <laughs> you know, any single ladies on the on the live? <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm dead. Joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. He's not joking. He's not joking. Love it, love it. No, but seriously, man. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's like conversations like this, you know, just us, like, being on this uh, Zoom call, just just talking about it, it just kind of mm. gives me that, 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 uh, mm. that, um, that happiness that I need to keep, to keep going till tomorrow, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. that's all I can do. 
yeah, it's been interesting for me because um, I kind of went through some like dark times in my life, 2015, mm. probably through now, or it's pretty deep depressions. And it's actually like kind of been maybe a little bit of a relief to feel like people are kind of in a space that I have felt like I was in for a long time. Mm. And that's been kind of interesting for me to, to have people kind of resonate with not being able to interact or, and it's not that I couldn't, but I didn't feel the desires or the needs or the wants to do it so i would find myself kind of reclusing into my room into my space talking mm -hmm. my small circles and so it's been kind of interesting with this to kind of i mean it, honestly it, it feels like society is almost in a, a a form of depression where they're kind of having to keep to themselves they're having to kind of hide they're having to kind of like fall back and so for me, it's kind of been like uh, nice to kind of feel like maybe everyone's in the same space as me. Not everyone can be very motivated. Not everyone can be very driven right now because there's not a lot of opportunity. And so like, there's kind of been a little bit of a resonate, uh, like resonating there with me or resonating. But um, and so it's been kind of weird, but I'm back home in Missouri. So it's been kind of nice to go up. Like my dad, I'll go upstairs and he'll like make a joke and then I'll be like, never mind, I'm gonna go back downstairs. But, uh, <laughs> like, uh, but uh, nah, it's been cool being with the folks, at least, instead of, like, in Berkeley, I live by myself, and it's just, like, kind of uh, would probably be even longer. Uh -huh. mm, that's real. That's real. I, I think um, that's a really interesting point on um, sort of the isolating nature of depression and how that can be and how, um, particularly for folks who are maybe more extroverted or like being around people, how maybe it's given them a chance to sort of empathize or understand what it feels like to maybe be in a space where you're not trying to be around a lot of people. And how do you cope with being in those spaces? Like, how do you find that peace, that solitude, uh, that security within oneself that's necessary to really engage in healthy ways with other people? Because if you don't have those coping mechanisms, you could kind of go on this roller coaster where you know you have these really low lows but then you have these high highs and that might come out in some negative or damaging behavior that kind of yeah. thing you know but no lie though like um my closest friends are like a lot of you guys so oh, even when i'm in so california much. not you david um <laughs> i'm just saying, I'm just saying. No, but like even when i'm in california i'm on my phone a lot i like interacting in the group chats i like chatting with y'all like in the few group chats I'm in because I feel those are my friends. So a lot of, a lot of my relationships have existed through technology anyways. Um, and so it, it's, it seems to be a lot of similar things for me, at least. Um, some yeah. Cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. Miles, you look like you have something to say, bro. It's just like on the tip of your tongue, dude. I'm, I'm going to let you release that thing. Huh? No, you know, I just burned myself. I was drinking some tea. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, I just think it's funny because um, you said, how are we surviving like single people, you know, in a time where, you know, you can't interact. I, I think it's funny because just before this, uh, this, this plague began, I felt like I was in a place where I was like, oh, you know, I'm ready to start dating, you know, plague. ready to settle on down. And uh, now you know this. I just think it's divine intervention. Um, so... Oh, you're ready to settle on down. Wait a minute. Excuse yeah, me. ready, you know, ready to, you know. Let me do elaborate. Do elaborate. Do elaborate. I mean, ready to, you know, 
ready Lady. to, you know, date seriously. No, no, it's okay. Sir. It's fine. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, and uh, so, ladies, probation is closing. Hit. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, but being oh, barrier doesn't help. Definitely. Um, a lot of ladies in introvert. Me. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> right. Man, but, um, Garrison, I. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Mom. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I really related to what, uh, how, when you were co signing with what Gabe was saying about, uh, now it is more enjoyable of the Sabbath now that uh, things are somewhat, um, you know, out of our control here. And I, it's really weird because you don't want to like say like, man, I'm so glad COVID-19 hit now that I can finally enjoy Sabbath experience. But at the same time, it's always like, this is like a rude awakening for how pastoral ministry has been set up where like, yo, I should not feel like exhausted coming home after Sabbath because like there's just no, there's fulfillment in it, you know, things people kind of give their hearts to Christ. But the the physical exhaustion, like I do wonder like, man, is, is it really necessary? And I, I feel like this pandemic is forcing us to answer the question like, is this level of exhaustion necessary on our pastors? Nah, I, yeah. No, I think you're right. But what's crazy to me, dude, like the thing that I'm acknowledging and like kind of like, I guess I'm kind of observing it is like people, pastors, okay, pastors are rejecting the rest. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say pastors are rejecting the opportunity to rest. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. there is so much pressure to produce like the best of the best content. And like to put something out there that's really gonna shake it up and end up on like the shade room. Like, like I feel like people feel this pressure to like really do a bunch of stuff right now. And I mean, you know, I think I'm in a privileged position where I'm on a pastoral team and we're all working together. So I recognize some people aren't in that position. And but but like there is, I feel like there is this like underlying pressure to produce something amazing that's not just on pastors but it's on a lot of people especially creatives the like I, I mean you know there's a lot of people commenting on this so i know that it, you know you've probably seen this perspective before but like there's this meme going around like if you don't come out of this with a brand not new idea or like a skill then, then it wasn't about time you're just lazy or something to that effect and it's just so it's, mm -hmm. it's stupid it's idiotic it's super super dumb and it, like, like we're literally in a crisis and, and kind of bringing it back to your point, Adrian, like we're in a crisis right now that is undoubtedly affecting everyone. I mean, it might be affecting some people more, some people less, but everyone's affected in some way because of this crisis. And yeah. as a pastor, as people who are, you know, I'm, I'm not essential, like according to the government's you know, standards, but for like essential workers, like the expectation for us to do so much that we put on ourselves, that we put on our creatives, that we put on like everyone around us, it is so unhealthy. And just as yeah. a pastor speaking to another pastor and other pastors, like relax, like it's okay. It's actually going to be okay for you to like relax, take some time, mm -hmm. like get into a, a healthy mental space, like so many pastors are suffering from depression because of the very thing that you're nice. describing. 
Like, like so many are in the throes of life right now because of the isolation and all this stuff. And then you add all, and then you add like a pandemic on that and it kind of compounds. And then you add the pressure to perform almost mm -hmm. quite literally in front of a camera to that. Like there's so much mounting pressure, like log out. It's, it's actually okay. It's okay if you don't go live this week. Like they'll be all right. I promise you they will be okay. Like, yeah. like do your job, you know, but it's okay if you, if you relax a little bit. Yeah. Now, but there's some real fear there, though, because like pastors are going to start losing jobs. Like that's a reality. Um, there's yeah. some like, I mean, people, funds are not going to be rolling the way we thought that they could. And, and I think a lot of conferences are set up and unions to be able to protect. But I mean, at least from the Adventism, there's some fear there. So I'm sure that there's that back, you know, the voice in the back that says like, but I have to because I don't want to lose time and offerings for my members that depend upon us. So there's a lot there. I mean, I just wanted to add that like, like that uh, that's, segment to your gear. That's super good. It's kind of scary. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's real. That's real. That's so real. I'm glad you added that. I also kind of very random. I want to shout out Don L. I don't know this person. But I see them all over Facebook. Like, yeah, what's live, up, man? Live it's from just NY, like, bro. Live, he always says live from New York. Yes, sir. Hashtag live from New York. Yes, I, I don't know who you are, yeah. but, but you're the GOAT. You're the he, he's involved in, like, some Adventure for Social Justice stuff. That's at least where I met him, first of all. But he does a lot of online stuff, and he'll definitely drop a lot of links for um, – he actually dropped me some links after we did our last Zoom about um, how to take the production level to the next level. And maybe we'll do that at some point, you know, because I need to <laughs> dive into that and look at it. But, um, but definitely a solid, good, supportive dude. So shout out to yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. Super supportive. Uh, shout out. Also, also shout out to Ryan Price, who's trying to raise money for an Xbox in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped the GoFundMe. So hopefully, hopefully you get some donations, little bro. I was going to plug him. Yo, if you get double, <laughs> let me get one. I need, I need a system. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. So we probably got about maybe 10, 10 or so minutes left, and you know maybe maybe we'll do a little bonus stuff at the end. I know that Jordan has some cringe for us. Jordan Smart, I mean. Um, I, was, I was joking. <laughs> okay. Right, see these these commit these comedians never be ready, bro. You see? <laughs> it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. But um, before we head out of here, uh, we were going to talk about this last week, but let's talk about it a little bit this week. Um, We've been talking a lot about how, at, at least at the local level and all your different sectors, we've been thinking about, you know, formatting and what's essential and that kind of a thing. But let's maybe broaden that out to our church at large. Uh, one thing that's not going to be happening this summer is our general conference session. It's getting pushed back to 2021, uh, which means that everybody who's currently in their leadership positions, um, that do get elected at those sessions will remain in place until that next year. And we're also not having your normal general conference session. It's actually just going to be delegates and their families. So there's not going to be any booths. There's not going to be any of those usual events that happen either before or after. Um, basically all the different things that folks like us would maybe be interested in and going, those things won't be happening. And so, for us, you know, as, as younger Adventists or, you know, as millennials or whatever, um, you know, I, I kind of considered and thought about it, you know, is that something that we're even really going to miss, you know, you know, from our standpoint, or is it just kind of like, oh, that's not happening, whatever. Um, 
but but obviously a lot of the decision making things that happen at that session uh, that can be impactful for the ability for you all to do um, ministry at the local level at our institutions. Um, you know, we're, we're going to basically have to put a hold on that. So what are some of your thoughts on it getting pushed back and, and also getting pushed back for us to not even really have a real session? It's just going to be mm-hmm. like some voting and that's really it. I think, I think it's going to be like a long weekend, basically, maybe a week. So what it, do y'all think? You know, if that session in, what is it, 2021, you said? Yeah, yeah 2021. Do you know if it's going to be in Silver Spring or not? Or um from from what i i need to look back at the emails and stuff um but from what i think i think it is still going to be in indianapolis at least i thought um but they very well could shift it to silver spring because essentially it'll just be you know folks flying delegates flying in from around the world and they you know maybe they'll still do it in indianapolis because they've worked out some sort of agreement for the space and all that different stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's all, another thing I was gonna ask. I was like, I was wondering if like the church lost money on this. I, I haven't really read anything. Maybe you would know, like, do we have like event insurance where if it gets canceled or something like that, we get our money back? Like what's the, what's the deal? Cause I know GC is like millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? Yeah. Well, that, well, that's a good question. And I think, you know, I was actually talking to my pops about this the other day. And um, I think that's a question that a lot of folks at the local church level need to be asking. Uh, Because for example, I know that at Andrews, actually I probably shouldn't say publicly what our general conference budget was, but it, but it was a significant amount of money and that money is going to get rolled back into our operations, which we need right now because of everything that's happening with Mm -hmm. COVID-19. But I'm almost certain that all of our different local conferences, all of our unions, definitely at our division level, all of these different uh, governments, bodies, and of course the GC as well, they all had a certain allotted amount of money that they were designating towards the GC session in 2020. And so uh, and whether that's with booths or all that other stuff or whatever the case may be, and so that is money and, and the reason why my pops was talking about it is because he was inquiring about how the Lake Union in particular, what are they doing to help, for example, churches that have mortgages that they can't pay because they're not getting any tithe funding right now through the revolving fund back to the union. Um, and there's been some back and forth about, I don't think anything definitive has happened, but there wasn't any clarity on what they would be doing for churches in those situations. So I think, particularly back to Logan's point, uh, folks that are you know, pastoring, as this progresses or continues to go on, they need to be asking those kinds of questions of their local conference and union because, you know, when it starts getting to the point where they're talking about layoffs, you need to know where the money's at. And if you don't, you're, you're, you're not going to be in a position of bargaining strength when that conversation happens. Yeah. This is why they need to unionize. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. in, in short, I mean, I will miss the, I mean, I really, I kind of like church politics. I know that sounds weird. I like the idea of just like how the process works and stuff. So I like, like I like politics. I do. I love politics all around. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I will miss the, the, you know, the camaraderie, seeing friends, past other pastors, other friends from undergrad, whatever it is that I haven't seen in years, months, whatever it is. Like I, I'll miss that element of GC. Uh, but I think it makes sense. I mean, 
everything else is canceled. So like, you know, it kind of yeah. feels like I missed a lot of elements of yeah, my life. It had so to happen. This, yeah. 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 It makes sense. For sure. For sure. We uh, have now real. a year to escalate and try to get someone out. Agitate. Agitate. Yeah, I'll be real. I'm not going to miss it. I'm good. <laughs> I, think there's, I think there's such a dramatic yeah. disconnect from the GC to the local level for various reasons. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it's like, it's not really even, it wasn't on my radar to begin with. And I guess in terms of like politics, one, I don't like church politics. And then two, like the decisions are already made before we even get to the session. You know what I mean? Like us coming to the GC is These just formality. Decisions, stuff is already made. It's already predicted what's going to happen. We just showing up. So mm. I, I'm not going to miss it. I'm all right. Yeah. Nah, bro, that's that's not true, man. The, the, the Ellen White says that you know the the highest authority on yeah. earth is oh, the no. general conference in session, bro. That's that's that's, that's, that's from the spirit of prophecy, bro. What do, you, what do you mean, bro? Yo, what, are, I, you are you serious? Are you serious? Like I'm looking at Mike's face, and I know a joke is coming, dude. <laughs> yeah, he like starts smiling. I love it. I didn't even know GC was happening this year, to be honest. Like that's how far removed I was. Oh yeah. Hey. That's part of the point. I mean, you know, that, I mean, for some yeah. of us, it's just. I mean, for for most of your normal members and, and whatnot, it's not something that really resonates. Maybe until after the fact, when you start hearing about some of the decisions that are being made. You know what I mean? But I, but I will say, like, you know, Adventism is very international, right? Like, it has a, it's a global kind of thing. And like for like West Indians, you know, maybe you went to NCU or whatever it is, like, like people coming from the continent. I know a lot of like Filipino people. Like, I know people, especially the international kind of community within American Adventism, really looks forward to coming back together with like friends and family who are abroad who kind of come to America for that. You know, like. So I think that element of it is kind of sad, you know, because it really is like a, it really, like the, the sense I got going to GC in 2010, I missed 2015, I started seminary, but in 2010, the sense I got was like, I'm a part of something really, really big. And that was cool to, you know, that was cool. That was a cool feeling. And I think there's value in kind of recognizing that, so, yeah. It is the uh, biggest network, I mean, of Adventism. You get to see, I remember 2010 as well. That was a good time when they closed the Starbucks down in the lobby of the, um, <laughs> I remember that, that was funny to me. Just Adventist being Adventist. But uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I kind of vibe with that, Garrison. People enjoy it. People look forward to it. I mean, I still remember people like, oh, you were at, you were at 2010, you were at 05, and it's like always like a thing that we've gone to, but you know. I'm kind of, I kind of resonate with both sides there a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a comment in here from, from my boy, John Phillip, from Eliza. What's up, bro? Thanks for popping on. Um, he said, we really need to re-envision how a liturgy of giving can transcend the need for liturgical expression. Hmm. And you mm -hmm. said a lot there. I kind of wish you were on here to break that down or unpack it even more. But, but what, what are you, what are some thoughts? Miles, you have some thoughts on that? Yeah, um, this kind of goes well, back well, to... Was, 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 sorry, before you go, uh, Miles, could you... Miles or Mike, could you guys break down that question? Because I'm not as well-versed as you guys are in theology. Yeah, go ahead, Miles. Well, what, I hope... If he's watching this live, I hope he corrects me if I get it wrong. But when he's saying uh, 
a liturgy of giving instead of expression. I mean, that sounds, that sounds heavily of what I think going back to Christ's ministry on earth. Um, he didn't have a heavy emphasis of, oh, wait, he said he edited it. Did he? Yeah, but I think, I, I think I, I just read what he edited it to, though, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. At least from what I, I can I think, see. yeah. It goes back to what Christ's ministry on earth. It, it wasn't really heavy into expression in church, but it was more so other centered. Um, and so that, that really goes back to my question about the Sabbath. Like, how does that impact our view of the Sabbath? Are our, is our Sabbath keeping more self-centered or mm. and should it be adjusted to be other centered? Like, should that rest that should be sound in the, in the Sabbath, should it be just rest we receive or should it be rest given? Mm. so that's mm. that was my thought when i read his question i don't know if i'm taking that yeah and, the, and then he followed up by saying we should not have to congregate to give that is his point and so what, whether you. whether it's online giving and so maybe the idea there is um ha having a a mindset or a theology that says um you know it's important to give not just when i'm showing up to a building receiving something mm -hmm. um but but that um we're giving to something that helps to continue to help every folks function in their in their local experiences. Um, that does get into some questions around how is that money being used. Um, but but I like my job, and so I think that it's all being. Used. <laughs> I, I think that um, you know I think that it, that's all good. You know, from my viewpoint. <laughs> so you think he was he was mainly talking about um, like giving an offering. I mean, from from that what I'm saying, I, I, uh, yeah. I, I feel like he's also talking about giving, like we receive Sabbath rest and we should also be giving Sabbath rest to those that may not be as antiquated with this idea as we are. Yeah, mm. that's spot yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. How, how, can, how can we become rest for other people? Yeah, not antiquated, yeah. but familiar with the And John, you yeah, said here, acquainted. rest giving is nice acquainted. as well. Rest giving. I like that. Mm-hmm. Sabbath keeping or Sabbath giving? Yeah, it's good. Hmm. on that one. <laughs> That's what's That's up. So, so, Jordan, I think you're going to lead us into our last segment. Yes. Uh, so, thank you again for everyone that's been listening. Um, you know, it's always fun to build any kind of community, especially now. Um, but we want to end here with something I like to call PMI, which is short for Peaked My Interest. Um, peaked is a really good word, by the okay. way, one of my favorite words. Okay. So essentially, we're just going to be going around the circle here, and we're going to be recommending or just throwing out what has piqued your interest in the last week or so. It could be a TV show, podcast, book, sermon even, film, really anything, or just something that you saw. So we can start with uh, Miles, and then we'll just go around. All right. Um, actually, I just watched this movie. Um, it's a little gory, so excuse me. Uh, it's called um, The Platform. It's new on Netflix. Did you guys see he's it? Like game of, he's like Game of Thrones. Uh, I was going to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's like called The Platform. It's actually pretty good. Um, if you get past the gore, it's, it's basically a critique of the social hierarchy. Um, you know, those above not giving what what they have extra of to those below it was it was pretty good it was a pretty mm. good. what was it mm. called the platform 
platform. Appreciate it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Are we okay. all yeah. in the same direction here? I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who's I don't next. Think, yeah, yeah, I, I don't not. know we're in the same order. So just call us out, Jordan. Yeah, Adrian, feel free to go next. And then after that we can okay. have a again. Well, I know we chatted about this prior to hopping on, but I have been absolutely fascinated by this new HBO miniseries called Plot Against America. And essentially this takes place uh, around World War II. And um, the writer is creating an alternate reality where um, uh, a, a, an aviator hero named Charles Lindbergh who, you know, was a real person, actually goes on to run for president and win. The concern that we have is if you were to go back and read some of the rhetoric he was using during that time, uh, one could easily conclude that he was a very uh, xenophobic populist. And he would use rhetoric saying, uh, the Jews in our country uh, want us to, uh, uh, in some ways, be brought into this war and uh the show really critiques the way we're able to brush away language and how uh detrimental it can be when leaders use certain language and how that trickles down to how just regular folk uh essentially start to interacting with people and i i think it's phenomenal and it's very uh very needed in our current political climate with the idea of the other and how the the xenophobic and racist terms are surrounded with so much political jargon that you can say that's not really what that person meant but it's like that is what they're meaning and we know that's what they're meaning because of x y and z and that the show has been very um yeah man i've, I've been very much tied into it uh the the creator of the show is david simon and for those of you that watch The Wire, and if you talk to me about The Wire, that's by far my favorite TV show ever. And um, he has a podcast that he does on it where he breaks down um, a lot of the, the content in the show. That was also a book. But yeah, man, that, that one is very good. Very good. So. Thank you, Agent. Thank you. So it's Plot Against America. I believe that's on HBO, right? Yeah. Okay, very good. Drop Logan, uh, go for us, please. Yeah, so like I'm going to go a little more maybe personal. I've really enjoyed some of the social media responses that we've gotten from this. Uh, I think it was the first one might have been Neo and it was Jante Awesome. They did a, like a IG Live together um, and it was a battle. Um, but then this last weekend, Saturday night, uh, T-Pain did a battle with Lil Jon. Fire. And it was just Fire. mad fun to watch. Took me right back to college because that was like high school and college when those songs were coming out. And it was like mm -hmm. fun to me. I uh, just really enjoyed that. And then every, I had my laptop. It was crazy because they had the Kobe Bryant uh, Game 7 2010 of the Lakers Celtics on my TV. I had my laptop connected to Twitter. I have my phone watching the IG lives and I was just mad enjoying myself. Like I was getting up doing some of these old school dances. Like it was just a good time. Um, a better dancer uh, than Logan. Logan, Logan got some moves. <laughs> we uh, we, uh, we gonna share we gonna share my screen Mike, next video, episode. Mike, drop the video. That's a fact. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop that in the comments. We don't have to do that. But uh, Logan, really fun. 
yeah, I d- don't, don't work. But um, no, nah, that was cool. And then like uh, my boy Corey Maurice, I think it's at Corey Maurice Thursdays and Fridays. I think he's been doing like him and his wife talking through couples questions on IG, which has been really I like, saw that. fascinating. Very good. Very they're good. married, so they're like talking, and she's a therapist, so she's like way smarter than him, giving all this advice Very to good. everybody, and it's just been mad enjoyable. Um, I've been showing yeah. the comments and just different lives like that. That stuff has just been fun to me. Um, I don't know how to find it because it just kind of pops up, but I really enjoyed watching people like go live. And I really want to see Drake and Kanye, which people have been pushing for really hard to do a Drake versus Kanye. I would love, I think that would break a million views so oh, quick. Drake it would be so him, fun bro. to watch. Oh, oh man! Whoa! Whoa! Who said that? Whoa! What is he? Nah, I ain't, I ain't no Kanye fan anymore. I miss the old Kanye, but we're not gonna do that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all, he, all he has to do is play yeah. college dropout, graduation, and my beautiful not just a fantasy oh, back to back to back. That's it's all he has to do. Over. An old Kanye that does not exist anymore, y'all. I'm that's so he ain't gonna play the song? The catalog is nah. He's full crazy. Yeah, he gonna play. Oh, so, he gonna play Sunday service and get bodied. That's Bro, first of all, first of all, he's a believer. 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 He's a what is it? Two cheese slide. A new a new slide. I ain't listening to that. Two slide, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've not heard it. Two slide. slide. I was a fan. Nah, it's cool though. Please, please join us. I already know the dance. Hit me up, Garrison. You want to go for a sex? All right. Um, I'm gonna get my ministerial credentials revoked for this, but <laughs> I saw the hype. I saw the hype on on social media, so I decided to. To see what the hype was about with Tiger King. And honestly, (laughs) that joint was crazy. I'm not going to lie. It was insane. Insane. It was actually an insane show. I think I liked it because it gave me a look into a section of America that I don't think I know anyone that lives in that part of America. I don't don't think I know anyone that's a part of that kind of network. So mm-hmm. it was cool to kind of, it was like a, like, whoa, that's like escapist reality kind of thing. But more than the show, I'm actually obsessed with the memes that have come out of the show <laughs> where people, <laughs> where people like assign you know, that's things facts. to each character. That stuff is hilarious. So I've, been, <laughs> I've been loving that. I've been like, that's really piqued my yeah, interest. Yes, so and you got to drop yours in the comments. I know I got to drop one where I, I did one for like each Adventist University, who they are according to the characters, it, it was pretty fun to make. Um, I didn't get it at all, but I didn't watch yeah. it. <laughs> and Garrison, this show is on Netflix, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, and by the way, Adrian, could you drop the password, please? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Houston, could you go for us next, please? Jordan Houston. Yeah, man. All right, so. And I'm struggling because there's been two things, but I'll just share one. So I've been reading this book, Pagan Christianity, um, super dope book. Um, and so basically the book challenges basically norms that church do on like a regular day basis. So such as like divine worship service, like our tithe giving. And it basically, you know, just makes the point that most of the things that we do aren't necessarily biblical, but traditional. Um, and it goes through and it really just like breaks every single one down throughout each chapter. 
Um, and the one chapter that I'm on now is actually talking about church buildings and how church buildings in and of itself is not like biblical. The first century church, New Testament church was not purchasing buildings. Um, and how that in and of itself, the purchase of a building is actually pagan. So it's super interesting, especially given the times that we're living in. So yeah, man, so that's what I've been, that's what piqued my interest. Real what, intellectual. What's the, name of that? That. what's the name of that, that book again, Houston? It's called Pagan Christianity by Frank Viola and George Barna. Gotcha. Okay. And I see that Mike also dropped the Amazon link to the book too in the, oh, in the Facebook okay. comments. Yeah, man. Okay. Hopefully I'll finish it this week, so I'll send y'all a review. Oh, please do. I love All right, that. Uh, Mike, could you go for us next? Um, actually, we'll have David go, and then we'll end with Mike. Right. Uh, so I just finished watching this movie called Beats. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, without spoiling it, uh, basically about a, a kid from the South Side Chicago, um, and he's just trying to follow his dreams along with the manager. Um, so that resonated with me because I know I'm at this stage in my life where I'm trying to follow my dreams. So mm-hmm. all those people out there, you know. Very simple concept. Good movie, you know. Heartfelt. Definitely check it out. Good. And I believe Beats is on Netflix and it has Anthony yeah, Anderson yeah. from Blackish, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, true. But he doesn't like play like a, a comedic type of character. Like he plays like mm-hmm. a very serious manager in the movie. So it's and he mm-hmm. did good, really good acting. So definitely check it out. Definitely. Cool. All right, Mike, could you share what Peter interest this week for us, please? For sure. Before I do that, Drew Alexander in the comments said Kirk Franklin versus Donnie McClurkin. And Kirk Franklin bodies Donnie McClurkin. Donnie McClurkin has one album, bro. Come on. Okay. First I, I love Donnie. He has like, oh, he has two that. albums. He has two albums. He has the Live in London Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs, which half, yep. of, the, half of Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs was on Live in London. But, you know, I digress. I digress. It don't matter, bro. Like I'm not going to let y'all slander Donnie. Exactly. Donnie McCurkin is the 50 cent of gospel music, bro. 50 cent. Bro, what has Donnie McCurkin come out with in the last 15 years, bro? Are you kidding me? (laughs) 50 cent made it big off of one album and blew up and been riding the wave ever since. Donnie doing the same thing, but he's still killing. But 50 kept himself way more relevant. He owns vitamin. He was in vitamin water. He's on power. Come on, bro. Yo, Donnie McCurkin was on Sunday Best. What's up? Why anybody it's just a different market. <laughs> oh, nobody knows. Oh, first of all, first of all, Kirk Franklin's not the goat. Um, Fred oh, Hammond actually, is oh, the yes, goat. All right, all right, all right. I'm no, Fred, Fred Hammond. Fred Hammond is the goat. I stand corrected. Fred, I Fred, Fred, Fred. Nah, I mean, Fred is nah, undefeated. Nah, I think, all, I think Kirk is song play making. My man, Kirk, bro. Yeah, it's Kirk, Kirk is that, a legend, bro. Yeah, you, okay, you, yeah, you, yeah, you bastard in that Kirk's church, Jordan. That's so what I'm better, saying, bro. You better cake, sit up here, you bro. better cake right now. You better cake, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro. I got to argue with these guys. Who are they? Song making. Jersey, are you referring to song making? All around. Like, first of all, musically, sonically. Fred Hammond is amazing. Have you listened to the bass lines in Fred Hammond songs? Yeah. I mean, just sonically incredible. The writing Jordan's dad might amazing. be the biggest Fred Hammond fan ever. Dude, the last 10 years, bro, has been what, bro? Like, nothing nothing Fred Hammond has put out in the last 10 years has been solid. Let's be real. Because he yeah, did he, he enough tried, he tried for Christianity. Love, he tried to do yes. <laughs> that love album, bro. He did love, enough for Christianity But think about what Kirk Fred was a fan, though. <laughs> but think about what Kirk did with the family. 
The family's amazing. No. The, Kirk Franklin's catalog is incredible, but Fred Hammond has done enough for the kingdom of God in the 90s alone. Think, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Done for the kingdom of God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. crazy. Bro. So you're trying to tell me that Fred Hammond's catalog is better than Kirk Franklin's catalog? I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm saying that Fred Hammond's catalog is actually deeper spiritually than Kirk Franklin's catalog. Oh, no. Fred Hammond takes you to a deeper place than, than Kirk. I love Kirk. Oh, I love Kirk. Goat. I love Kirk, but Fred takes me to the Reaper deepest place of my soul. Pages of life. Pages of life. This is the no. yeah. This is the thing though. If Your you, steps if you, are ordered. Now here's the thing. If you add there in commission no to, Fre to Fred Hammond's portfolio, no it gets it gets closer. <laughs> Nah, bro, get out of here, like, like that, bro. Now that's track is fire. Don't, don't. If you if you add in commission to his catalog, it gets closer. Commission was our Christian voice to men, yo. That's what they were. Commission was Fred Hammond. Dog. He yeah. produced all the yeah. commission. No, he put that together, fire, bro. Back. Commission was it was Fred Hammond and Marvin Sapp. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Sapp came on later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, mom, nah, man, Kurt Franklin's catalog, bro. That speaks for itself, dude. Mm. All right. yourself, bro. That's, that's what's up. I, I didn't mean to jump us off like that. My bad, Smart. <laughs> um, no, so, so before, and I, I dropped a book in the comments. I'll talk about that in a second, but I have to share yeah. something cringy that I saw on Twitter real quick. So I've just, <laughs> I've just been on Twitter way more now, and it's kind of problematic. But uh, <laughs> I came across this ran, random tweet that somebody retweeted, and – I don't necessarily have a problem with the tweet, but I just think what I found after reading the tweet was funny. So um, this young lady, she put out a tweet out, which basically said that anybody who uses the word female in her book is problematic kind of a thing. And, and even in her tweet, she said, I don't even necessarily know what, what's wrong with the word, but it just makes me feel the way when I hear it. And, and I've heard this <clears> from <throat> other people, they just don't like the word female. And I'm perfectly fine with that. That's not my gripe at all. This is my gripe. So I clicked on her profile just to see, okay, let's just see this one is. Just see, you know, who I'm reading right now in this retweet. And I scrolled down a little bit. Her pinned tweet. So this is the, her, she chose to pin this tweet at the top of her page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her pinned tweet is a video of Lil Boosie calling a woman on his IG Live a B, the B word. Oh. Irony. Oh, so I think we, I think we focus on the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> my, my girl, I think we focus on the wrong thing. Do not. If you are a Christian, do Very not confusing. watch Lil Boosie's lives. Do not oh, watch. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they had to shut, yeah, they had to shut him down, I heard. Do that's, not. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. And now no, IG no. accounts of his lives. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. So, yeah, anyways, I just thought that was cringy. But I dropped a book in the comments called The Inner Level. It's the sequel to this book called The Spirit Level, which I love, which basically talks about how uh, societies, countries that have less inequality have better quality of life for everyone, the rich and the poor. And so obviously America is low on that list and on um, this index of, of um, health and social problems, we score relatively low, whereas countries that score higher um, there's more, there's a lot, there's a higher life expectancy for folks who are rich and who are poor. And the inner level talks about some of the internal mental health, emotional effects to inequality, um, as well as some of the health outcomes 
which I think is important for us to understand why we're seeing some of the different disparities we are during this pandemic. So uh, I definitely highly recommend both the spirit level and the inner level. That's audio book? Okay, that's good. That's good. There, there is an audio book too. It's on Audible. Um, okay, so. You can get the you can get the hard copies as well. I have that at the crib. Now I do I did want to say just speaking of cringy social media posts, I happened to be on um, on Instagram scrolling through stories, and I came across one story of a guy, pretty tall guy, has a beard. Um, he was wearing a mask um, because of the coronavirus, and then he had on gloves as well and, and his hand with the glove on it was in one pocket and in the other hand was his <laughs> the gloves on and i just want to talk about how these gloves oh, i mean man. wear your gloves wear your gloves wear them guys that your gloves are not somehow you know like unable to transform or transfer like, you, can, you, you can sanitize the gloves, <laughs> my G. <laughs> you can sanitize the you can sanitize the gloves, my G. Are I'd your hands I'd, unsanitizable? I'd rather you sanitize sanit the gloves, bro. <laughs> the, the gloves are less permeable than my hands, though. Are they not? Uh, yeah. I mean, are they not? Has, has, is the, has the virus gone through people's skin? Is that a new thing? Well, I thought this was a respiratory I, disease. Well, like, is that a new element that I have well, to maybe, know? Maybe, maybe, I had, maybe I had a cut on my hand, which you might be able to see here, and I wanted to protect it. Because oh, he's, pull, he's pulling out. If you the, have a cut on your card. hand. Oh, oh. His hand on the side. What you mean? What you mean? My hand had a cut, bro. You feel me? Your logic has been shut down now. My hand had a cut. You can move on. You can move on, all right? It's over. I actually read a study that said if you feel like you don't have it, then you probably don't. That's probably his mindset going in, you know, with the whole glove thing. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that's oh, man. Uh, nah, that's funny. Well, this that's is this funny. has been pretty fun. We we went for about an hour. I think that's that's probably good. Yeah, my um, parents wait for me to cook dinner, yeah. so I got. Yeah, Go man. crazy, Logan. Appreciate all y'all. Man. Hands, everyone, man. Yeah, it was very fun. We're gonna Appreciate do it. it. We're gonna do it next week. Um, I know we said we were gonna start at six, but you know, a lot of things happen. Not gonna explain what those things are. There is a pandemic. Uh, there's a pandemic as well. You feel me? Everybody, stay safe. Peace and love. And, oh man, uh, wash your hands, yo. Wash your hands hard. Wear gloves. Wear gloves. Wash your hands. Stop hugging people. Wash your gloves. Stop hugging people. Sanitize the gloves. Trying to get people dat. Sanitize the gloves. Wash your hands. Let me go. Go crazy, Garrett. Yeah, 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 yeah. That boy sub zero out here. He's he's scorpion. That boy scorpion. Oh man. Shout shout out to all the people who said not to wear a mask that are trying to scare me for him now. And then turned around like man. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah, who looks stupid now? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let your boy. Bro. <laughs> I'll let your boy. <laughs> All right, y'all. Right, I mean, All right, y'all. All right, peace out. We're, we're on, but uh, oh, we're we leaving. <laughs> we're <just> leaving. <laughs> Yo, I I was about to hit. I was about to hit. I was about to hit. Leave me, dude. And I just hear some extra stuff going on in my. <laughs> Yo, that was that was cool. That was fun. But yeah, no, I'll was smooth, man. I'll smooth. So we, we could debrief in the chat. I guess, bro. Yeah. Here's what here, here's what I'll say, Mike. What I really yeah. appreciate about you, bro, is how you definitely craft questions in a way that makes sure ev makes sure everyone is able to engage. 
No. I think a lot of times some people that aren't the pastors can feel a little, you know, inadequate, maybe even left out. So I oh, love facts. that you brought Miles and David in, in in the way that you did. It was very no cool. facts. I did feel no, like no. it was a little pastor heavy tonight, and I was like, oh, I don't know if that's the vibe, but right. I appreciate it. So y'all bringing everybody in for sure. No doubt, bro. No doubt, and we'll and we'll keep getting better at it as we go along. But I think the the conversation flowed good, and we just yeah, it was real good. Definitely, no doubt, bro. Definitely, it's, it's fun. fun. It's been fun for it's, sure. It's been fun. Yeah. All right, my dudes. All right, mask up, glove up, bro. Glove up. <laughs> He's on ten. Garrett's getting the smoke, bro. I, I was like, all right, bro. That's what we doing. That's what we doing. All right, it's cool. <laughs> I think it's a bigger conversation that needs to be had about these gloves. Gloves right. are relatively pointless. I'm just gonna, just, I'm just gonna no, say, no, they're not, not bro. No, they're, they're not. relatively pointless. <laughs> Little man, my bro. question is. My question is, can it be said that the epidermis is in of itself the body's own glove? It's a natural glove. Natural. <laughs> it's, a, it's nature's glove. But at the same, at the same <laughs> time, though, the cut. <laughs> the, the cut was cut, a trump card. The cut yeah, is it's, it's it's a, a good thing. I, a good I thought point. about that joint like, suit, like right as I, I looked at my hand like, yeah, I got a cut. Bet. <laughs> there it is. He's like, yeah, he's Exhibit like, yeah, I got a cut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> uh, delete this joint when you get. Oh, I'm about to do that. I'm about to do that <laughs> right definitely, now. Definitely. Right that was now. a great blooper. Yeah, All right, fam. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.